Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essay speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. We would also like to inform you of an upcoming Sexaholics Anonymous Internet Marathon. Around the World in 24 Hours will take place starting at noon Universal Time on November 29th and will end promptly at noon Universal Time on November the 30th. It's free to register online at www.sim.sexaholicsanonymous.eu. Thank you very much, and without further ado, welcome to The Daily Reprieve. Hi, my name is Steve, and I am a gratefully recovering sexaholic. I have been sexually sober by the grace of God and with the help of the fellowship one day at a time since February 24th of 2017. Um, This is my first phone meeting, so uh, I was very honored to be asked to share my experience, strength, and hope with the group. And one of the benefits of doing a phone meeting, as far as I can tell right now, is the fact that there are no rotten tomatoes going to be lobbed at me. So I have that going for me. So I will begin and tell you my story. Talking about what it was like. The short answer for anybody who has been in SA for any length of time is it was insane. I started out, like many members, at a very young age being exposed to pornography and thoughts about sex and just really making that the emphasis of a lot of my thinking. Uh, I think it was about six years old or so when I found my father's uh, stash of porn. It was Playboys at that point. And I think that was what really set me down the path Uh, of the sexaholic, other than the fact that my brain is wired differently than most other people, and it was likely going to happen anyhow. But at least as as far as the starting point, that's what I can remember. I can remember being just very intrigued and and, uh, taken by the thought of sex. And it began to, from early on, it was uh, in the forefront of my thinking. I can remember very early on, probably about uh, nine or ten years old, where I uh, had some sexual type encounters with a uh, the girl next door, if you will, and uh, definitely not something that was appropriate for somebody of that age. That continued on all through my grade school years, um, sex and masturbation being the focus of uh, a lot of the things that I did. It's funny because... Uh, I know they say most boys around that age are like that, but but again, I, I believe I took it to an extreme. I continued in high school where I was uh, definitely hypersexual. Masturbation was, was a daily occurrence, and uh, I was involved with many young ladies during my high school years. And essentially, it came down to how quickly... I could get them to be sexual with me and how much or how far I could take them or they could take me. So 
it was it was definitely something that was the beginning of the insanity started around there. At the end of my high school years, I started college, uh, but I was involved with a a young lady at that point in a sexual relationship, and uh, we got pregnant very early on. So I believe she was. 19 or 20 and I believe I was 21 or 22 when she got pregnant at that point we decided to get married and uh, I thought maybe that might be a turning point that okay I have a child coming uh, the sexual acting out that I've been doing not that I called it that at that point uh, had to stop I was going to be a father I was going to be a husband and it was really time for me to kind of get my act together um, that very quickly went by the wayside. This was early on in the the age of the internet, and uh, phone chat lines were were really big. But there was still some internet. Uh, those of those of us who have been around a while know the the joy of internet bulletin boards, where you would dial in and and you could talk to people and things like that. And I got my first uh, experience with internet sex if you will, uh, through those bulletin boards and also through phone chat lines, learning how to, to meet people and uh, arrange for sexual hookups and things like that. Um, at this point, I started branching out. I had been uh, with women exclusively until that point, and then it wasn't until the Internet bulletin boards and phone chat lines that I had my first experience with a male. Um, it was definitely something that, that I was ashamed of, um, not, that, not that I feel that that is wrong, but other than the fact that it was something that I had never expected myself to do. That was the insanity creeping up where I was crossing gender boundaries, um, and again, something I hadn't expected. Uh, I continued to uh, use phone lines and the internet to, uh, to meet multiple partners, um, my, my young wife, I cheated on her countless times with countless people. Um, sometimes it was just an emotional, long-distance affair. Um, I believe there was a woman in Colorado that I had chatted with and uh, made plans in a, in a weird way to somehow be together that day. And a lot of times it was just um, casual meetings. Some affairs lasted two, three, four months before I finally broke it off feeling that I was getting too close and too personal with these women. And then, um, again, some of them were just essentially one-night stands. After a while, uh, this behavior, uh, in addition to the fact that my wife and I were not really compatible, it was a very rushed marriage and... Uh, if I had had more time to think about it, and if I was in my right mind, I would not have married her. Um, but at that point, I had also fathered two other children, so uh, I was looking at what to do with this wife who I was not compatible with and three children. Um, and uh, I was still acting out, too. So, of course, it was getting worse and worse, just more and more often taking time away from my family um, because I had my own selfish needs and desires. So uh, a divorce occurred, and then approximately two years later, I remarried. Uh, my second wife, who is my current wife, uh, really had no idea what was going on, and 
again, this was something that I thought would be a change. Okay, this is a, this is a, a new woman, and I was ready to make a change and to start walking the straight and narrow. And as I had done many times before, um, I quit pornography and I quit masturbation and I quit acting out. And again, as many of us who have been around the block a little bit know, uh, that quitting is the easy part. It is the not starting up again that is the hard part. But every time I quit, I started back up. So shortly after uh, my, my, second, my current wife and I were married, uh, I started to have affairs again. There were uh, women at work, um, phone sex, anonymous meetings, um, men and women, video booths. Uh, I was kind of really ramping it up at that point. Gotten a lot of sexual activity. Um, I thought my wife and I were compatible, but I always wanted more. And that was, of course, the, the sex addict in me egging that on making that the, the priority. Sex was such a priority in my life. It was crazy, 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 crazy how often I thought about sex and when are we going to have sex and when we had sex and was the next time we were going to have sex and, and it was just over and over and I was relentless and my poor wife uh, really had a hard time and, and, and I caused a lot of damage even back then with, with just the constant pressure for sex from her. Um, so that was the, uh, the past. That, that's what, had, what, uh, what it was like early on, just insanity. Sex was getting more and more important in my life. It was becoming the focus. And then uh, it all came crashing down. My wife had found uh, an email that I had left out. I forgot to close my email where I was talking to a woman about having sex and when we were going to meet again. And uh, needless to say, she was not happy with that. We had a very, very big fight about it. Um, I was so remorseful and so ashamed. And, and at this point, I was grateful because finally it was out there. I could tell my wife what was going on and that I had this problem and I needed help. And she definitely uh, believed that I needed help and insisted that I get help somewhere. That was when I first found the S groups. Uh, I did S-A-A-S-L-A-A-S-A, -A 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 -A, um, bouncing back and forth a little bit, um, and trying to find kind of my niche. Well, not really my niche, trying more to find how much I could get away with is really what it turned out. I was in SA for about six months, and I never really bought into the program. I went to meetings, I shared some, but I never really bought into the program. Uh, after about six months, or in that six months, excuse me, uh, I moved to SAA, which has a much uh, softer bottom line, if you will, and even into SLAA, which is uh, an even softer bottom line. Uh, those programs were not of any help to me in the long run, but it did allow me to convince my wife that, that I was done with this acting out. I had all the tools I needed. I had all the things that I, I had learned that was going to stop me from repeating this behavior. She believed me, and life continued back on. Needless to say, it did not take long before 
the sexaholism started creeping back into my life. Uh, pornography. I made a deal with my wife that I was allowed to masturbate once a week. And that was just something that guys did, and, and it wasn't hurting anything. Um, but, of course, I could manipulate that uh, depending on how I was feeling that day. The, the, the once a week was, was sort of a soft, a soft target. Um, I could, again, I could change the wording and change the way things were perceived so that I could masturbate more often. Pornography viewing became more and more uh, frequent. And then it progressed to uh, Craigslist ads, which uh, is definitely the bane of my existence as far as my sexaholism goes. Uh, I found a whole new world where it was so easy and so plentiful to find sexual partners. Men, women, transsexuals, uh, cross-dressers, pretty much you name it, you can find it on Craigslist. And I took that opportunity to uh, explore all of those options and probably some that aren't listed there. Um, The sexaholism was creeping up into my work life also. I found myself uh, surfing, surfing the Internet for porn at work, I was smart enough to not do it on work computers, but I had a a personal laptop that I was able to use. I also used my phone, uh, again, because that was easy, trying to be very careful to clear my history and make sure I didn't leave anything to chance so that I was not going to get found out. And I was obsessing with porn for five, six, seven, eight hours a day. When I wasn't at work, I was at home obsessing about porn, Craigslist ads for the whole morning until my kids got home from school, trying to find out how I could hook up with somebody uh, before they got home. It was spiraling out of control faster and faster. It was really just uh, at a frenzied pace at that point. Um, As uh, fate would have it, I'm sure God intervened and told me it was enough was enough. Uh, one day I left my phone sitting on the counter and, I, and my wife came home from work and found an email exchanged with a guy that I was uh, hooking up with on a regular basis. And needless to say, uh, an explosion occurred. Uh, that was probably the closest I have ever come to uh, divorce with my wife. Um, she really was at that point done. It took. Uh, she went to her parents, left the home, took the kids, and basically told me that I was on my own and free to do whatever it was that I wanted because she wanted no part of me anymore. She was go- told me she was going to talk to a lawyer and file for divorce, and I was free to live whatever twisted, sick life I wanted to because she was not going to be a part of it. That was definitely the point that I hit rock bottom. I really, as far as I was concerned, had nothing left to live for. My family was in shambles. Uh, My personal life was in shambles. My work, work life was teetering on the edge, and there was really nothing left for me. So when I did that, uh, I came back to SA. It had been about eight years, I think, in between uh, my SA meetings, and I crawled back to that first meeting 
pretty much a broken man. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to deal with. The only thing I did know was that I needed help, and I knew that SA was the help that I needed. Uh, I had left the program before because the requirements were too strict for my liking then, and I can definitely say that when I came back, I knew that that was what I needed. I needed a strict, firm bottom line that was going to uh, help me to overcome this addiction. It was hard. The first couple months, um, I was I was going to meetings and I was talking to people, and I still didn't know what was going to happen with my wife and my family. I prayed every night, um, not just for my wife and I to get back together. I actually took it to heart uh, for my higher power that His will, not mine, be done. I said, if it's your will that we get back together, please let that happen. If not, just uh, I ask for the knowledge of your will and the strength to carry it out. Some of this I know sounds cliche, sounds like I'm reading from the book, but that is the truth. I knew, I didn't know what was going to happen other than uh, I had made so many wrong choices and poor choices and uh, it was time for me to surrender my life to the care of my higher power. Uh, I had messed everything up uh, to the best of my ability. I can certainly say that. And I knew that, that there was no way that I was able to, to uh, control my life. I started coming to meetings, like I said, um, and I just took in everything that I could. I worked, uh, worked hard, found a sponsor uh, fairly soon after I restarted. Uh, and my sponsor and was the first step to actual recovery, not just coming to the meetings, but actually recovery. Um, I started working the steps, which is something I hadn't done before, and it was amazing, the change that came over my life. My wife was able to see that I was serious about working the steps and uh, serious about recovery. I didn't want to go back to that place that I was before, and she saw that. She agreed to remain in the marriage, and uh, as long as I continued to do what it was that I needed to do, which was going to meetings, working the steps, working on my recovery on a regular basis. Um, I really started feeling good about myself. Uh, I, I didn't have that cloud hanging over my head of guilt and shame and fear. Um, I was just concentrating on working my steps, staying sexually sober, trying to do the next right thing. And it worked for a long time. I, I did a long 18-month stretch where everything was going good. And then, of course, uh, lust being cunning, baffling, and powerful, I allowed it back into my life. Uh, I started viewing porn again. Uh, I went on to Craigslist, and uh, approximately 20 months ago, I had a slip. I ended up meeting uh, two different people off of Craigslist and having sexual encounters with them. 
and um, I lost my sobriety. That was one of the hardest things I ever had to do was to tell the group that, uh, you know, this person who I thought I was presenting a great front uh, and I thought that I was being a good person, uh, I had let myself get sucked into lust again. And uh, once again, I, I came back to the meeting, but this time I came back knowing that the group was going to accept what it was that I had done and realize that I had had a slip and still loved me for who I am. That is one of the beauties of working the steps with a group and uh, just knowing the people in SA because they accept you for who you are and uh, you know that they love you for who you are. As perfectly imperfect as I am, I've got a group of people who care for me and uh, just love me for who I am. So 20 months ago, I restarted the path of recovery, uh, and I was determined that this time I was going to do it right. And I made a lot, of, a lot more phone calls than I had in the past. I'm still not perfect at that. Uh, I'm still not even close to perfect at that. But I make a lot more calls and have a lot more interaction with people than I did before. I come to meetings, uh, I connect with my higher power uh, almost daily. Um, again, I'm not perfect at that, but I make a point of saying a prayer, connecting with my higher power, living in the moment. And um, my life has been infinitely better than it was before. The insanity of chasing after lust doesn't happen which is not to say I don't have lustful thoughts and I don't have thoughts of acting out. I could honestly say uh, this morning before, uh, before I got home from work today, uh, I started thinking about what it would be like. Oh, I could probably act out today if I wanted to. Nobody would know. And then realizing, of course, that that's just foolish thinking. And all that is going to do is lead me to, to pain and shame and suffering and ruin. And um, I surrendered that thought. I surrendered the, the thought that I can do that, that I can lust, that I can act out. And I just brought God back into my life. And the feeling of peace and calm was amazing. It was amazing to feel that, that need for sex just evaporate. And I came and... Uh, came home feeling peaceful and calm and just such an amazing feeling. And that is the power of this program, to be able to just surrender lust and, and acting out and, and feel so much more alive. Uh, I have plenty of character defects that I am working on now, and that is really the big uh, part of my recovery is just recognizing character defects and doing my best to surrender those to God and allow him to take those from me. Um, things like resentment, fear, anger, uh, always there, always kind of knocking on the door. Lust, not so much. Physical lust uh, is, uh, thankfully, by the grace of God, sort of pushed to the back burner. It's not something I, I feel as much anymore and not as keenly. But the other things, resentment is a huge, 
huge character defect that I am working on on a daily basis. I do my best to surrender that to God. Um, I pray. I talk to my group. And I just let God do the work. I, I open myself as a conduit to his power and his love and just let God take care of it. I really do put my the control of my life in God's hands and with God driving the bus, my life has been infinitely better. I am grateful for all the friends that I have. My wife and I are closer than we have ever been and uh, I can recognize when I am making mistakes and when I am doing things that are taking me away from from God's will. I just know it, and I do my best to correct that as soon as possible. Um, so that is the story of Steve, and uh, I thank you all for the opportunity to share it with you. Uh, this has been amazing for me. I hope that everybody has been able to get at least something out of what I said. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.